Well, here we are. We finally made it to the new year, another new year, and we finally made it to the Magi, which means it is Epiphany. Now, as Charles said, Epiphany was last Thursday, but last Thursday also inaugurated the season of Epiphany, which may help some of you who are wondering why, as you sit here on January 9th, there are Christmas decorations still situated all around the sanctuary. Some of you may find comfort in that because you may still have Christmas decorations situated all around your house. They may be on the walls and on the shelves. They may be partly on the walls and on the shelves and partly in boxes. They may be completely in boxes or you may have put them away. And still, even those of you thinking that may think, but this is the church. Shouldn't the church have put this stuff away like we have our New Year's resolutions by now? I mean, come on. Some of us can never quite get enough of Christmas, though. My wife is quite fond of making fun of the fact that I sing Christmas carols throughout the year, even in July, and sometimes that drives her a little bit, a little bit crazy. Others of us here, after the culture has been celebrating Christmas for so many months, we're ready for the chaos and all of the stuff to be packed away, for this to be over and done with. And yet... And yet, ironically, it's just when this story seems to be over, just when all of the recycled wrapping paper, the ripped wrapping paper is ready to be recycled, just when that new video game no longer holds your child's attention, just when the food has been moved to the back of the refrigerator and is beginning to mold, just when the cold weather no longer seems festive anymore, that we're supposed to be starstruck, like the Magi, ready to worship the the Christ child with a new and wide-eyed, unexpected wonder. We've made it to the Magi because the Magi made it to the Messiah, and the Magi made it to the Messiah because they wondered as they wondered, following a star with childlike abandon, Believing in the power of a child's life to change the world. See, on Epiphany, we celebrate that the one born King of the Jews was also revealed as the Lord of all creation. A Messiah for the masses, not just the majesty of an elite few. Epiphany literally means a lifting of the veil or a revelation And in our Christian liturgical year, it is about the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. So that whereas the baby Jesus was already known when he was born to his Jewish mother and father, these Eastern pagan astrologers adoring and worshiping the Christ is a monumental moment in biblical history. The sign of the stationary star situated over our Savior gave a great light to them. And it allowed these traveling magi to find him. And ironically, it was their belief in Christ that ignited him as the light of the world. It's no wonder that nowadays we talk about having an epiphany like a new idea or a light bulb going off in our head. It is a sudden and intuitive leap of understanding especially through an ordinary but striking occurrence, which makes sense. I mean, how more ordinary can you get than a poor Jewish first century peasant couple 
having a child in a stable. And how more striking can you get than the God of all creation coming to us in the form of a tiny baby? We get the sense from Matthew that these magi had an intuition, that they knew all along that there was something special about Jesus, though it wasn't until they stopped under that star staring at him that they became truly starstruck. Now, this isn't the kind of starstruck we usually think of when we think of those old Looney Tunes cartoons where Wile E. Coyote would, would run into the side of a, a mountain and, and have the stars swirling around his head because of somehow Roadrunner did something to him. And this isn't the kind of starstruck we think about in our celebrity-obsessed culture where we've got to know how Ben and J-Lo's last date was or who Taylor Swift is currently feuding with or whether or not Heather, uh, or not Heather, Harry and Meghan are in or out with the royal family. No, this is the kind of starstruck that swept over the Magi upon meeting Jesus with a pure and childlike wonder and awe. It was the humility that comes from letting go of all rational explanations in order to bow down to a mystery and a power that is greater than we are. It was a curiosity that prompted them to chase a glittering star, even as King Herod prompted the darkest of nights. These magi were foreigners. They were Easterners. They were not Jewish, and they were not kings. They probably uh, were, there was probably more than three of them, and they were kind of sorcerers, astrologers. They didn't know the scriptures like the chief priests or the scribes, did. They merely followed a star that caught their attention and wondered what this great sign could mean. They'd heard through the grapevine that a new child had been born king of the Jews, but they didn't know what that meant, and they really didn't know why it mattered. I mean, think about it. Even though these pagan magi were not seen as persons of faith because they weren't Jewish, isn't it intriguing that their entire journey was fueled by faith in a star? The Magi had faith that there was something special about that star, even though they didn't know what it meant. And so they followed it. They sought out its purpose and its origins, and, and they walked past their skepticism and their doubts, and in the end they found faith in the fulfillment of their journey. In the end, they found God. And the world found God through their witness. You know, over the past several months, our churches and our storefronts and our nativity sets have reminded us of the Christmas story. And they've, they've reminded us of the characters in the Christmas story as well. And, and through your reflection on that over the past few weeks or months, you may have noticed something, that the Christmas story is laced not only with faith, but with doubt. From Mary and Joseph right on up to John the Baptist, who eventually asked, are you the one, or should we wait for another? Each and every one of them struggled. But in the midst of their struggle, there was also a willingness to walk forward in faith. And I wonder if any of us might find ourselves in that story this morning. 
Each person in the Christmas story was made as vulnerable as a child under the power and mystery of God. And each person in the Christmas story was made as curious and trusting as a child as well. And the Magi were no different. In fact, in a sense, everything about their journey was childlike. Just, just listen. Children ask questions, lots of them. Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? Children observe things that adults have become blind to. For we observed his star at its rising. Children chase after thoughts of their imagination with singular focus and determination. We have come to pay him homage. Children stand starstruck at the most basic of pleasures and discoveries. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Children approach people and act on their instincts without thinking about whether what they're doing is right or whether they're bothering people. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down without asking and paid him homage. Opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts. And children disobey instructions when doing something more interesting uh, seems better. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. You know, Jesus grows up to say that we should approach God, that we should enter the kingdom of God as children, meaning we must be stripped of our pride and our own intellect and our own confidence and our own way of doing things right in order to really see and experience the wonders of faith, the wonders that God is constantly revealing to us. The way to faith is paved with a sense of wonder that cannot even be squelched by the commingling of doubt and despair or even ignorance. And so I wonder, how starstruck are you these days? Do you go through life focused only on yourself and what you have to do? Or do you slow down enough to notice the glistening glory of God in a star, in a smile, in a song? And how starstruck are you with Christ these days and all the ways he can present himself to us, even here in church? We're living in, in interesting times, to say the least, and there are so many challenges, but there, there are also gifts of the change of pace that we've experienced over the last couple of years. Gifts of attention. Gifts of not taking ordinary things for granted. Gifts of seeing and experiencing things anew. Perhaps before the pandemic, you found yourself simply going to church, going to Sunday school, going to community groups, going uh, to worship, and, and it was kind of habit, it was kind of, of rote, and you found yourself just sitting in the pew, and as you were, also simultaneously planning the things that you had to do in your week. It's difficult not to do that. It's difficult not to become numb to the story and to the God we've been invited to join in this life. It's easy to lose our sight and our sense and our wonder about God. Have you? Have you lost your wonder about God? Would you follow a star in the sky if you thought there was something special about it? 
Would you even see the star in the first place? The Magi were alive with the wonderment of children. We, we all grow up so fast, and sometimes even when we're children, we long to be adults. And yet, as grown-ups, we don't have to leave our childhood behind. In fact, learning about God is best done in community with people who are older and wiser than we are and people who we might think are a little less knowledgeable or experienced than we are. In fact, it's the younger ones, the, the wisdom of others that helps us see and their wise and wondering eyes are actually the point of epiphany. In fact, now and again, you might look around subtly, but curiously, and notice the young worshipers in our midst. Their wonderment can be compelling and contagious as they learn how to worship by watching us worship. I love it when my children lean in, and I notice them leaning in, looking around and engaging as only they can, saving up questions, longing to ask these questions, often teaching me something new or something I've forgotten when they do. Because children are somehow, with their new eyes, absorbing the glory of God in a way and with a wonder that many of us have outgrown. They notice things. So here we are. It's Epiphany and it's the beginning of a new year, which usually has us thinking about possibility and potential. So how does it feel? Not just in general, but right now in this space, how do you feel as you sit here? Is there any wonderment left in your life? If you're sitting here feeling like maybe you need an epiphany, a jump start to your faith, then perhaps this day and this year, 2022, could be the time when you open your eyes wide to the unexpected and always renewing light of Christ. Don't stay stuck in cynicism or spiraling in doubt. Don't get apathetic or make excuses to skip out on your community of faith. But instead, be resolved to following the Magi to the Messiah. Allow yourself to wonder as you wander. And if you do, you may just find yourself sitting at the feet of the Holy One, basking in His love, starstruck. Amen.